Welcome back to She Rates Dogs. The podcast. I'm Michaela. And I'm Matt. And today we have a guest. Her name is Halima and she goes by I'm Dat Feminist on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I came across her page I don't know, like five months ago. I don't some time doesn't make sense to me anymore, so I honestly probably couldn't tell you. But um she just writes really insightful, wonderful things and I was like, we have to have her on the podcast. Today we're gonna be talking about like kinda recognizing your own toxic traits in relationships and ways to get through them to make things healthier, answering some questions. Tinder bio Tuesday, too much power move. You Bachelor know, recap. The the usual, yeah. the whole situation. So yeah, let's catch up. I Matt was gone and home this week, so I'm finally seeing him again. Yeah, we she picked me up from the airport last night. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a little trouble getting out of there. Uh, she took a couple wrong exits. The <laughs> issue is they've got like so many different directions. So yeah, I accidentally went to whatever the rental car parking, <laughs> and there were all the spikes, and I was really freaked out. Um, I was took like five wrong turns trying to get us out of the airport. Yeah, it's fine though. I escaped and I made it out with Matt and mm-hmm. rescued him. Yeah, she did. Uh, more good news Mm -hmm. love island guys i finally finished the questionnaire so we're just waiting on a response from them i've been Mm -hmm. i continue to act straight right on twitter kind of kind of there was a little break there for a second that did get me canceled by a couple groups of people that i want to discuss (laughs) um matt I guess he told someone on Grinder that he was watching a football game. Because I was watching because he a was football watching game. A football yes. game and they responded like, Matt, this is Grinder and I follow you on Twitter. You can drop the hetero act. Yeah. And Matt just thought it was funny. Yeah, he I thought it was funny. No problem. <laughs> then I had like two different groups of people attacking me. One group was saying that I was uh, being heteronormative. To, to get dick or something, Yeah, right? to get dick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to get dick. I was being heteronormative. And I was like, okay, no, I was literally just watching the football game. And then the other group of people were being like, why are you pretending like that's a straight thing? Like gay people can watch sports too. And I was like, I know. I'm literally <laughs> just watching the football game. And so that like, <laughs> people were like very upset about that. He wasn't lying no. is the thing. And like, I, I don't, people were so mean to him. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Michaela guys- came to uh, rescue me a couple of the times, but. That's what I love to do. <laughs> a lot of people were mad at me for that. So I'm sorry if I offended you by watching a football game. Yeah. I won't do that again. If only they knew that he wears like that Chiefs shirt yeah, like every five single days day. of the week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just, it's like, just disgusting yeah, the way that you pretend to be someone it's else. It's so gross of me. <laughs> and if you don't tell your next grinder match that you are watching Celine Dion or The Sound of Music, you will be canceled again. I will again. be canceled again. <laughs> Very good times, everybody. <laughs> Halima, have you done anything exciting this week? I know it's, for me and Michaela, it's been like a slow week. Yeah. We haven't really done much. It's been the most boring week of my life, except for yeah. this. Yeah. Except just for this. Well, we're happy to have you on. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, I give you a little um, fun in your time. I don't know. It's, not, it's, just, it's a fucking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> How fun can it be? I don't know. I'm having fun. You're having fun? Good. I'm stoked. Um, So we are going to go into Tinder Bio Tuesday. We have some bios prepared. We will read them, and then we will all give our ratings. Mm -hmm. So, um, Matt, how many did you have? Two. Okay. Do you want to start? Yeah. Okay. So my first one is Trace. Guys, he's a deputy sheriff. You know this is going to be good. Wait, I also have a police officer. Do you? Yeah, I do. Is his name Trace? No, it's not. We got two of them. Yeah. The cops, you fucked up this week. All right. So this one reads... 
Cheat on your boyfriend with me. I mean, that's why everyone likes cops anyways, right? The mystery, <laughs> fire, temptation, Who danger, likes? and suspense with a little sprinkle of everyone wanting to get caught in their shenanigans eventually, am I right? I'll be your Huckleberry, the man in your storybook about the princess everyone thought was an angel, and the lights in your rear view mirror that makes your heart stop because you forgot your insurance at home. Free ticket to a ride you can get off at any time. Um... He's the Huckleberry. Okay, I'll I don't be honest. I don't. Part. I didn't read that. No. Book. So you're Finn. He, no, he didn't even say Finn. He said, "I'll be your Huckleberry, the man in your storybook about the princess." Was there a princess in that I story? I think so. <laughs> Whoa. Like, so cops aren't the smartest. We'll say that they don't know literature. Apparently, that's why everybody loves cops. Like, yeah. have you logged online? <laughs> everybody <laughs> <At> loves <all>? them. <laughs> I'm okay. gonna give this one. Um, negative 12 out of 10 negative 12 yes yep, that's my vibe okay i'll go negative 13 okay yeah find out do me <laughs> Lima, what's your what's your rating uh just one just okay. one out of 10 he did something that's where i'm mm-hmm. saying okay just one yeah okay that's fair okay i've got one so i was gonna hold off on the fact that he's a police officer because his last sentence is saying he's a gangster at heart. Uh-huh. And so... Okay. <laughs> and so I wanted to, like, after that, then reveal, like, he's actually supposed to be the opposite. Well, I'm sorry I ruined your plan. But I'm actually going to skip that one now because I'm <laughs> bored of it and I have a different one. All right. Okay. This is Keenan. He's got in quotations, I'm not like other girls, says 92% of women. I would like to meet a woman who can... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I would like to meet a woman who can communicate and has her own thoughts and opinions without needing her friend's dog or mom to validate them. Maybe too much to ask for a female winky face. If you're a single mom, it's a no from me. Who is matching that? He just like disrespected all women. There's <laughs> a lot to unpack there. And he just yeah. a lot to unpack there. It's so bad. <laughs> I, uh, and like <laughs> her dog to validate her opinions. I know that's not like the worst thing. But, no, like, but like who's... whose dog is doing that? <laughs> I mean, I would love it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. If my dog was like, nice, I'd, be, <laughs> I'd love that shit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I would absolutely love it. But uh, stupid. <laughs> stupid. Didn't um, even make sense. I don't know. I guess negative 11 out of 10 for this one. Okay. I'll go negative four. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Negative 15. So this next one is Jake. Okay. I'm going to wait to tell you what his job is. Okay. His bio is, I go to MSU. I want to be kicked and kneed in the balls. I am willing to dollar sign. Message me or add me or add my snap. And then he leaves his snap. Okay. Um, and his job is kick my nuts. I like this. He he's knows open. what he's after. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's like, I'm going to be very honest. Someone is going to kick my balls by the end of the day. And I will pay. <laughs> and he's not disrespecting anyone. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give him a six out of 10. Okay. Yeah. I'll get, yeah. Six out of 10. Six out of That's 10. how I feel. All right. Mm-hmm. Two out of 10 for me, just because he's willing to pay and he recognizes right. the value. Mm-hmm. That's of course. That's yeah. true. It's like, it wouldn't be a swipe right. No, but- <laughs> no absolutely not. No. <laughs> Which, to be honest, really puts him in the cream of the crop anyway. On I think you have to clarify that. You're like, none of us would swipe right. Don't get that. us wrong. We're not just, swiping right. Just because it's a positive rating, yeah. it's still not good. <laughs> no. like, it's still a failing grade. It's positive like, compared to the other ones that we have to see. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get into it, you guys. Yes, um, yes, yes. I wanted to kick this off by reading a couple of Halima's tweets that I found really great as just, I don't know, a topic starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, So the main one here 
Sometimes you're the asshole in the situation. Sometimes you can be toxic. Recognize it and take accountability, even if it's uncomfortable. Take a step back and think about your actions as if someone else were doing them to you. You matter and your words and actions affect people. I really liked this as a topic because as you know, like She Rates Dogs a lot of the time is about others doing us wrong. But I think that, you know, if you think about that too much, you can sort of not have a healthy mindset going Mm -hmm. into relationships. It's very important to be recognizing your own stuff. Yeah. So for this week, I had us all write a little list of our... You guys know this was very hard for me (laughs) because I don't have any personal relationship flaws of my own. No flaws flaws at all. So I had us write down like our kind of flaws that we bring to relationships and things that we do that aren't great. And Matt texts me last night and he's like, Michaela, I can't think of anything. And I was like, like, Matt, like that itself is a toxic trait. The fact that you cannot recognize one thing wrong in what you do Uh because we all do. And I feel like especially since we're kind of Twitter people, there's such this mindset of like not admitting to ever doing anything bad or wrong because then you're evil on Twitter automatically. But like everybody has flaws. Like there's mm -hmm. nobody out there. It's just about recognizing those flaws and like working on your own flaws to make yourself better in relationship. That's important. Do you want to start with one of Matt's? Shall we do that? (laughs) Let's do it. Okay, so my first one that I wrote Mm -hmm. was I use humor in serious situations, which can be good, I think, sometimes, but a lot Mm -hmm. of the times, like, you kind of need someone to be serious at at times. Right. Let's unpack that because Mm -hmm. it can be disrespectful is the thing. And if someone's, like, trying to have a serious conversation and really is trying to, like, you know, communicate with you Mm -hmm. and you're just kind of laughing at all, it might hurt their feelings. It might create boundaries and, like places that you're not communicating about certain things because now they know that they can't have those conversations with you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it might seem like... I'm sorry. Oh, he's just funny. <laughs> well, I feel like a lot of, not that I'm calling myself a comedian or anything, but I feel like a lot of, but I am, I'm very funny. <laughs> no, but I feel like a lot of people who like are kind of in that Twitter, like comedy type yeah. of group. Um, I've read like, t- I think I saw one today that they use, I think it was Clark. She was like, I use humor in mm-hmm. serious situations when I know I shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to recognize that not everything needs like a joke right. um, response. And that also is a good thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like it's not always a bad thing. Oh yeah. It's so it's good to lighten the mood sometimes. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I've seen that before when like not necessarily a boyfriend situation, but just like someone you're talking to Mm -hmm. is sort of trying to go into a more serious topic that is probably like hard for them to talk about or maybe like you know, just is important to them and you're yeah. still just kind of funny. I literally did that last night <laughs> when I was like, I don't have any flaws. I do it all the time without even thinking. But it's so fun. Yeah, I It's don't fun know. for your friends. <laughs> Not for maybe. my relationships. This is why they all end. Yeah, I have a, I have a question. Do you yes. think that this uh, mechanism that you have of making jokes and being overtly hilarious and like trying to make people laugh, do you think that that's rooted in maybe being younger and feeling like that was your greatest value was making people laugh? I do think it has. Oh my God. She's literally <laughs> fucking calling me out. Jesus Shit, Christ. Yes, <laughs> no, oh I gosh, do I think that. It. Cause I was all growing up. I was like the class clown. Mm-hmm. I think I've mentioned before. Uh-huh. And I, I feel like that's the reason that people liked me most. It wasn't that I was like this great athlete. I'm not like someone that's like has a super interesting life. It's that I can make jokes and make people laugh. And I think I sometimes take that a little too far. Mm -hmm. You're like, this is where I can add value, even though it's not always true. No. 
I've got other qualities. Yeah. I just got to dig deep and find them. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was really beautiful, Lena. <laughs> what a great question, yeah. though. That made me, I was like, oh. Listen, I'm speaking from experience. Like, I had a very low self-esteem when I was younger, and I felt like I had no value to offer. And I was mm-hmm. friends with all the pretty and popular girls because I kind of was the funny friend. I was the clown. Yeah. I was the friend mm-hmm. doing crazy things to make everybody laugh. So that's exactly, yes. <laughs> I think all three of us. Yeah. Oh, shit. Like doing the stupidest like, shit and we're like, do you guys like me now? Yeah, I was like that over. friend. It was physical comedy too. Like, oh, I just hit myself on the head. Oh, no. <laughs> I was that friend like at the football games where like there's not really any room on the bleachers left. So you're kind of like forced to go to the next row. You know, I don't know how else to explain it. Michaela, but- I feel like you did not go to football games. You were at home playing Minecraft every day. Am I wrong? Here's, okay. <laughs> I I was such a, le- I don't, like I did try to be cool in high school and like had friends who were cool yeah but it was more of like i would go to youth group because that's where the cool kids went and i'd try to be like fun for them Mm -hmm. and like i don't know like none of my friends in high school except for maybe like one was like someone i could have had a lasting relationship with Mm -hmm. because it was all just like trying to get through it yeah like (laughs) i get that i want to hear some youth group drama dude i feel like you have oh my gosh for us well, the thing is, I grew up really religious. Um, we were super involved in like the Christian church. I went to like the church camps every summer. And then I think one summer I was just like, nah, like, this just really isn't for <laughs> this me. This isn't anymore. for me. Then but, you start tweeting about cum soup. And yeah, then- <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not that far gone. But then, um, I realized I think that like the people in my high school who were cool were like the Christians. So I just started going again. I was like, whatever. Like, Fine, I'll do it. I, I've never. Also, I've never been like atheist. I'm just more agnostic. Mm-hmm. So if I feel like whatever they're preaching about in a religious ceremony isn't like hateful or isn't super specific, a lot of it can still have good takeaways. So I think that that's sort of what I ended up doing mm-hmm. kind of when I went. Um, I totally but- understand that. Um, I feel like any religious organization, like any mm-hmm. event, it's about energy. It doesn't matter what the pastor is saying. Every single person in that room feels blessed. They feel like loved, like Mm -hmm. that energy, you can be an agnostic person or an atheist person and still be like, whoa, like this vibe is so strong. Everybody's like connected to something. This is a little bit off topic, but there's this like David Foster Wallace quote where um, like the appeal to him of religion is that like if you value beauty the most, you'll never feel beautiful. If you value money the most, you'll never have enough money. But if like your world revolves around some kind of religious center, Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot easier to like love yourself and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Who did you say said that? David Foster Wallace. Okay. He used to be like my favorite author, but then I think I found out he did something bad, which oh. happens with everybody. But I don't, <laughs> I don't remember what but it was. We won't get into that. I don't remember what it was. It's scary to stand men. You're like, I love this guy. And it's like, I, and then, like yeah. Every time. <laughs> um, oh, on the next one of yours is kind of sad. You fall easily. And have trouble getting over your exes. Don't look at me like that. Don't pity me. I'm not pitying <laughs> you. It's just like. I think this is a toxic trait, though, because I think it like sometimes mm-hmm. scares. If I, I fall like I fall so fucking easily. Mm-hmm. And then I self-sabotage while I'm also. Fall, I don't know how to explain it. I fall very easily. And then I like get nervous and self-sabotage. And if that doesn't work, then I'm like all of a sudden dating this guy. Mm-hmm. And then when he eventually will break up with me, mm-hmm. then it takes me like a whole long time to like get over him. Cause I've like mapped out all these plans in my head. So I think that's another one of my like toxic traits yeah. that can be not healthy for me. Mostly. I feel like 
when I think about your relationships, I think every time like the past relationship feelings bleed into the next one every mm-hmm. time because I think you maybe like don't fully grieve Let myself or like get don't over get over it yeah. before like sometimes the next relationship is part of the healing process yeah. for you, which <laughs> is like fine, but yeah. which <laughs> I, I need see to what not do. No, but I, I get that. You can't use another relationship <laughs> to use it to get over someone yeah. else. Did you see my tweet? That's what I said. I said, do not date if you are not over your ex. You are using that person. Mm-hmm. And I was talking yeah. to myself. I literally, I wrote a little paragraph and I was like, I have tried to get over someone by having someone else make me feel good and validate me. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. feels horrific because yeah. this person with their own set of feelings and they're going to probably like you because you're awesome. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. They're going to fall apart. But it's just cruel because you know that you're not emotionally available and it sucks. Yeah. And I always tell people this, you just got to suffer a little bit after a breakup. Just mm-hmm. suffer, just yeah. cry. And I think I've like, I've learned that more recently that you can't, cause I, I always used to do that. Not that I would like jump it from relationship to relationship. Mm-hmm. I think I can be single for a while, but even like just, I immediately go to like talking to someone, even if I don't have the intention of like fully dating them. And I think right. that's still not you're great. You're so bad at cutting things off I too. I am so bad. And, well, th- I think part of that is cause like the, there's a difference between dating around after a relationship ends and like sort of kind of having a more intimate relationship mm-hmm. with someone that you're not ready for mm-hmm. and since you were saying like you fall pretty easily yeah. it can kind of like feel more serious to other people before mm-hmm. you're actually ready for something serious yeah. so I see what you mean by that as well Matt I have wow. one question I'm putting you on yes. the spot oh my god no another question <laughs> oh, you, yes. wrote, you oh, made I- me think so much last night <laughs> I'm so ready <laughs> I just have one more question for Matt you said that you fall in love quickly or you fall for people quickly and then later mm-hmm. on, you said that you had all of these hopes for the future, all of these fantasies about what they could be. I don't think yeah. that you're falling for people quickly as much as you're falling for their potential and falling mm-hmm. for this. For like the idea of that type of thing. Projection. You meet a guy, Matt, and you're mm-hmm. so attracted to him and he's ticking a couple boxes. But I'm going to tell yeah. you something crazy. You do not know this man. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> you sometimes he has a nice smile. That's uh, it. All that you know. And they find yeah. you funny. But guess what, Matt? You're funny. So them finding you funny is not like, whoa, he's my soul. It's not some crazy thing. And if I want to mention, she said I fall for guys. But if you are Love Island and listening to this, <laughs> I, I, she meant falling for girls. You're using humor in a serious situation. I know. I can't help oh, no. it. I can't stop. I just wanted to make sure Love Island knew. <laughs> he's using, it got serious. And he used he humor. <laughs> I knew that what I was doing so too. Funny. I just couldn't stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> Matt, like, this is a moment that you can really and you're like, I'm look, I brought you up on my camera. I'm like looking in your eyes. I, oh I can't gosh. do this. I've noticed myself like doing that toward the end of relationships too. I'll be like, if we could just go on a vacation to Hawaii for a weekend, this would solve everything. <laughs> and we would be so happy together. Yeah. And like, <laughs> what if we got a puppy? Maybe he'd stop burping with <laughs> Oh no, do not get a puppy. That's when it's if, bad. Yeah. That's, like if you're getting a child or a dog with someone <laughs> to save the to relationship. To save the relationship. That's like the worst version of what we're talking yeah. about. Like, I'm not doing that i promise no. but <laughs> close maybe a yeah. fish i don't know i also feel like now you just get scared when it gets serious i think i'm like ready to be in a serious relationship in the past like five months or so mm-hmm. i just get like nervous at the end and i'm like uh things are getting so serious and now mm-hmm. i'm like because i don't want to get hurt again like i did and the you last compare time it to past relationships yeah, You'll i do be that like, a lot you like we'll have conversations where you're like i feel this way about this person at this stage i mm-hmm. felt this way about that person at that like that stage yeah so like then you compare it when you don't need and to. i don't need to be doing that because mm-hmm. that's not healthy at all yeah I saw something on Instagram that really spoke to mm-hmm. me and it said, if you keep chasing 
emotionally unavailable people, you have to question whether you're emotionally available. I don't know anything about if you date guys who are emotionally unavailable, but there's something enticing about that when you know Mm -hmm. you're not going to get too close to them. Or if you do, it's going to be like Mm -hmm. a Herculean task. Like they're not Mm -hmm. open. So you kind of have to like dig and open their walls just because your walls are so high that it's kind of like, Mm -hmm. all right, we can just like go back and forth and it's never going to be super serious yeah. and I can't get hurt. And I feel like I'm not dating anybody who's like super emotionally unavailable. Usually I like find guys that I think are good. Maybe I'm just like stupid and just don't realize it. That's actually now that I say it out loud. Yeah, that probably Well, the that's last guy the you got serious with was in a relationship secretly. So he was unavailable. I didn't know that though. That's not on me. That's not on me. I didn't know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It, listen, it doesn't matter if you knew that he was emotionally unavailable or his emotions uh-huh. were elsewhere. The way that he was acting, you responded positively to that. And that's so what you do. Emotional. Sometimes if someone's really into you, you're like, ah, this is a little much. Yeah, if they're like super, I think that that's another problem I have. If someone's like very into me, I'm like, I don't know. Like the, it scares me. It just scares me. No, that's an issue a lot of people have just because for some reason, like we don't trust our own intuition about people mm-hmm. and we're more so like if they're playing hard to get or they are hard to get, that means they're better, which is like just this weird, like I feel like it's taught in teen movies where it's like that guy's mean to everyone else and he's never been soft to anyone. And finally this girl yeah. like, gets him to like her and that means it's like the best relationship ever. And it's just like a very unhealthy, but like common way of thinking about mm-hmm. like love because with these guys that are closed off and you feel like they're emotionally unavailable their affection and their validation is like a prize it's like mm-hmm. oh my god matt ignored me for eight days but now mm-hmm. he just like sent me a snapchat it's like a little like hit of validation like okay yeah mm-hmm. whereas and then if you're like oh matt, if someone's like oh my god matt like you're everything i'm just like you're everything i've been looking for it's like mm-hmm. We, we run away from that. It's so messed yeah. up. Like the psychology of it, it's mm-hmm. like you feel like their affection is a reward because it's so sparse mm-hmm. and it's so in low. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's so important like when you're in a relationship and you're like considering if it's good for you to not base it on like that kind of validation, but just like, is this person like interesting to me are they kind like do we have good conversations Mm -hmm. am I attracted to them and like really just think about it from that and not like the head games that like we get into this crazy I don't know the head games will like fuck you up Mm -hmm. I just want to quickly say that the best advice that I can give anybody who wants a healthy relationship and wants to know what to look out for the green flags is if they respect you and that sounds so Mm -hmm. simple but that that's it do they respect Mm -hmm. you when you tell them no do they respect your no when you tell the Someone who respects you wants to impress you and take care of you. They're not going to make you feel like shit for having boundaries. They're not going to improve on your boundaries. They're not going to guilt you. They're not going to gaslight you because they respect you too much. That's Mm -hmm. it. Every toxic relationship that I read about or that I've been through, they did not respect me. That's all it Mm -hmm. boils down to. Does that make sense? And, and it seems like such a simple like fix. Just find something that somebody that respects you. Respects it really you. shouldn't be that hard. Mm-hmm. And that you don't have to earn their yeah. respect. Yeah. yeah. It's day yeah. one. It's day one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm yelling because I'm so passionate about this. But uh, Wow. Truth bombs. <laughs> do you want to do the last one on your list? Yeah. I think it's kind of similar to one on your list. Right. Um, Mine is like, I, yeah, kind of similar. I think ours are f- maybe from different places. Um, cause yours kind of goes into the comedy one, like the has trouble talking about problems instead of just ignoring them. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I totally do that too. Sometimes for me, I feel like it's because a lot of the time problems are actually in my head 
and they're just like fears from previous things and I think that if I say it out loud it'll manifest it and make it even more real mm-hmm. <laughs> like I have this like mindset like I'll be stressed about something and I could probably just have a conversation about it but I'm like if I say that it'll make it real like mm-hmm. I, you know what I no mean? that makes sense but also for me I think it's more like I get what you're saying but mm-hmm. I think mine is more because I've In the past, I've brought up problems I'm having with people and then they like make it seem like it's not a big deal and I'm just like crazy for not being okay. Yeah. I talk about gaslighting on my page all the time because Mm -hmm. it makes Mm -hmm. me feel crazy. It's so- Yeah, and then I think that's where it comes from where I don't want to like talk about, I just ignore the problems. I'm like, it's probably in my head, which isn't healthy at all. Mm -hmm. And it's important to like recognize that you should bring up any problems you're having because just ignoring them is just going to build a ball of like hate in your heart. Yeah, conversations are so much easier than we work them up to be in our head. It's Mm -hmm. like, remember when we were talking about coming out on Mm -hmm. the Sloan episode and like how the- build up was like worse yeah. a lot than like the actual conversation uh, people are like okay mm-hmm. i knew <laughs> or you who just ignores me <laughs> yeah i don't know but i feel like yeah that one's probably one that a lot of people can relate to and whether it's like from a place of worrying that they'll think you're crazy or maybe like you think it's crazy which is one of my things mm-hmm. um or like i don't know just being nervous to even go there because it might end up in a fight it's true and i think that the real reason is that they don't want to get left they don't want to tell their boyfriends hey it really hurts my feelings when you do xyz because they don't want them to leave them and likely Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a guy who threatens to leave at the Mm -hmm. smallest miscommunication yeah thing is though about relationships is that when you have someone who's so ready to walk out the door it tricks your mind into thinking that you're not worth staying for and it turns you into this desperate frantic panicked person mm-hmm. Does that makes mm-hmm. sense so that's how yeah. they have this power they're like oh like whatever like over miscommunications like they'll block you or like these manipulation tactics make you feel mm-hmm. so unhinged and these and people are terrified of having conversations like i know so many girls just swallowing their issues with their boyfriends they're just like i don't want to fight we're having a good week i'm seeing mm-hmm. family next week there's never yeah. the right time and you're terrified of his reaction especially if he's like dramatic and volatile by the way men are more dramatic than women oh i a hundred percent agree with that they they are more dramatic and they cause more like i remember in high school i was like you guys are like starting more drama mm-hmm. than and you always hear like in shows and movies like the girls are the ones no mm-hmm. it's us guys we are fucking weirdos <laughs> who have to be surrounded by sorry drama <laughs> all the time yes. that's my piece on that and y'all <laughs> are messy. guys are messy like they'll tell yeah. you homeboys like Hey, guess who I saw at the gas station? Like they are spreading all this stuff. They love it. Mm-hmm. They love it. Sorry, that's something I'm passionate about. Like this. No, oh, I, no I also am. Totally. I agree with that. I don't know if I made it clear. Right. And I think um, what I was going to say is like in this situation, when we're talking about like our toxic traits, a lot of the time we'll have a relationship like Halima was saying where it's not really our fault, but then we take those fears into the next relationship mm-hmm. that might actually be healthy. And that's not and fair to the other that's guy. that's like when it's kind of, I mean, it's not on you. Like you're not, it's, you're not a bad person, mm-hmm. but like that's when you do have to be self-reflective and be like, this relationship isn't like that. I need to start like taking those little steps to heal those behaviors that I learned from that last situation so that I don't become the toxic one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the, the healthy relationship after a toxic one is sometimes mm-hmm. harder because this mm-hmm. person's like, hey, I want to love you. I'm going to be mm-hmm. honest with you. And you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. my ex would not do that. And it was like yeah. kind of exciting. Like it's hard to snap out of that. And for me, what helped me, because I have like had a healthy relationship since my most toxic one, 
is Mm -hmm. literally writing down. I'm like, is this a red flag or is this my trauma popping up? Is this my Mm -hmm. shit or is this his shit? Mm -hmm. Once you're able to like look at Mm -hmm. those clearly and write it down, is this a red flag or is this my past relationship screwing with me? You will Mm -hmm. be able to see so clearly and you can look at it objectively and be like, okay, this reminds me of my ex too much. He has this exact same trait. I'm going to dip before it gets Mm -hmm. deeper. That's when you're able to make those decisions. I've heard a couple people have said that like writing down the problems in their relationships Mm -hmm. or like past relationships has helped them try and like get over someone or just be able to recognize it in the future. So I think that's a very helpful tip to have. Yeah. And it's kind of like we've also talked about love maps when you're young and you like sort of get some of your attractions or you get like some of your love languages. It's similar to like you develop a love map in your early relationships or just like your more intense relationships. Mm -hmm. And then if you think like, ooh, like we fought so much because we were passionate and then you're in a relationship where you're not fighting. Like you might think there's something yes. wrong, but there's not. Like mm-hmm. you just oh have God. this unhealthy. A healthy relationship. At Taylor, the that's yeah. huge. What she just said about that. We think that toxicity equals passion. We're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, he was screaming at me and now we're texting. He must be in love with me. This is like- Chuck- So jealous. Chuck like Matt. that's such a good thing. <laughs> exactly, but it's not. And the thing is about toxic relationships is that to somebody who doesn't fully love themselves and maybe had like, listen, everything stems from childhood. So like maybe if your childhood Mm -hmm. wasn't like up to par and your parents were distant, you are going to be seeking people who like bring that excitement, the ups and downs Mm -hmm. and stuff. It's you hooked real quick. Um, There was a tweet of yours that like this is reminding me of that I wanted to read. It was, you know, it's toxic when you're not even enjoying the relationship anymore, but you feel addicted to it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's like, Sorry, I just get so passionate about this, Michaela. Like, <laughs> it blows my mind. Like, the reason I started I'm That Feminist is because I went from totally confident, living my best life, to moving mm-hmm. away to a different city and kind of feeling like directionless. And I wasn't in school and I felt like a loser and I had no career. Mm-hmm. So, when I meet this guy, I was like, wait, you're the answer. Like, you're my prince. Like, I imprinted on him. I was like, yeah. this is why I'm so miserable right now because I'm, I'm supposed to meet you and you're supposed to give me purpose. And our relationship was so hot and cold that it was addictive. Like in Mm -hmm. person, the way he looked at me, it was like, wow, he's super into me. And then he was super like cold or like kind of distant. And I took it as, wow, this is love. This is true love. Mm. Yeah. Tortured. Like, look at him. He's like struggling with these strong feelings because I know in person he's into me, but this is, it's called cognitive dissonance. It's when Mm -hmm. you believe something. Like I knew that he really like in person, he was like all about it. But over text, the stark difference, it makes your brain mm-hmm. kind of like literally like short circuits. And you're like, but, oh, yeah. but how? And then you become addicted to that. You want more like hits of validation, hits of affection, hits of. And like I said, it really comes down to your childhood. If you felt like you had to kind of fight for attention and love, mm-hmm. naturally, you're going to go for a guy who makes you fight for his attention and love. You're going to chase yeah. him because you think he's a prize. Yeah. Sorry, I just went so many directions. No, 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 no. That was very good points for the conversation we're having. So don't feel bad. (laughs) I feel like you're helping out. Like you're bringing a lot of like great input into this, and we we appreciate it a lot. Like I think a lot of listeners (laughs) will love to hear this. (laughs) Listen, guys, I want to finish it out with one idea, and it's about the highs and lows of toxic relationships. Okay. I just want you to think clearly about a toxic relationship that you've had, and I want you to ask yourself if those highs with them, I'm putting highs in quotation marks, were actually high, or they were just a minuscule amount of affection and human- Shit! (laughs) Fuck! You get what I'm saying? It's like being in a cave. 
a dark cave. And then right. it, it crack open the door just a little bit, and you see that ray of light, and it's nothing. You're still in the fucking cave. You're still yeah. in misery. Oh, my God. And that is such a good point. Like, yeah. were those highs even high, or were they just something? And it felt higher because the lows were because so low. Because the lows, yeah. And, like, constant. That's Fuck. a really good point. My first, like, fuckboy situation was absolutely, like, the kind of person who would say, like, way too serious things like super emotional like overly interested and then like not talk for a few days Mm -hmm. and then just like talk about us getting married or something and then like leaving (laughs) I was like it's so (laughs) weird and I you're helping me describe that like mind game better than I've been able to within my own head but it's just it's crazy how it works like that Mm -hmm. what were you calling it Halima love bombing love bombing and him being talking about these things so seriously in the beginning it's mm-hmm. called future faking. It's to it's to get you, it's to trap you in a sense of comfort and safety and comfortability. And he does it mm-hmm. super quickly off the bat so that you're like, okay, he has you. Boom. Mm-hmm. There was an episode of Sex in the City where Samantha met this little guy. I said <laughs> <laughs> little guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's like she met this little guy and he was like, I'm going to take you to this place, you and me together. And she was like, Oh, okay, like you get what I mean? What I mean? Yeah. You yeah. These guys who are so serious and they're offering you the world, you kind of in your mind were like, I'm a princess and I deserve this. And then when they take it away, you're like, what did I do what wrong? I how do, do I get that back? Like, how do I prove myself again? I need to be better to like get this level back. Mm-hmm. Such a bad thing. I had one more toxic thing that I do. Okay. okay. So just because, okay, so I've mentioned my like more serious relationship that was really bad a few times. <laughs> it was the kind of situation where he was a compulsive liar and he wouldn't tell me the truth about stuff until I had absolute proof. So like I've mentioned before that like I saw he had Tinder like oh. 5% battery on his phone for that week and he mm-hmm. convinced me it was a glitch. Like I had to have undeniable proof <laughs> that something happened. No. So now I find myself like, yeah, it was so bad. And so now I find myself like going to the worst case scenario for no reason because I'm so used to like not knowing something's bad unless I find it myself. Mm-hmm. And so like I'll make up I'll get mad about stuff that actually isn't an issue or like I'll get upset or like decide that there's an issue and like they're hiding something from me when there's nothing wrong. And like I get into weird moods and like my partner has to deal with that. And like, that's not good. Yeah. Like, and I try so hard to like make my mind not go those places. Mm-hmm. But, but it's like, hard. Yeah. So I don't know. And I feel like that's probably like one of the most difficult things about being with me is like I just get into these moods mm-hmm. based on nothing. Like they didn't actually do anything wrong. Yeah. But I'll just be like there's something there's like that something. meant way more yeah. than it actually did. And mm-hmm. now I'm going to be like not talking to you for an hour. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like there's like a thin line between mm-hmm. recognizing toxic traits that have you've experienced in the past mm-hmm. and then also identifying it when it's not there yeah Yeah. like just restarting and not using your past traumas Mm -hmm. to kind of shape your current relationships yeah i think i agree you michaela if you ever do want to be with someone you you honestly do not have to and some people are better off alone if you do really want to be with someone i think that you just need somebody who's trustworthy and that sounds so simple but somebody Mm -hmm. who tells you michaela and shows you with their actions that they're serious about you they're not leaving and they are trustworthy like i said they have to earn that trust you're gonna feel more safe with them because you might yeah. still be dealing with unsafe people who bring out those traumas they, they show little similar signs and you mm-hmm. can't help but react uncomfortably like you literally mm-hmm. feel physically uncomfortable because you see it happening again you might not even realize that you see it happening but the way they're acting is unsafe for you emotionally 
I got to ask, how did you become so, like, did you go to school for this? Because I feel like you know a lot about, like, a lot of, not even just, like, knowledge, just, like, even the terms you know. I'm like, mm-hmm. how the fuck do you, how does one get to know all this That's stuff? That's what I'm saying. I found her account, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm obsessed with this person. Yeah, she knows, like, everything. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, nothing like that. I just, and I will always tell people this, is that after uh, one of my breakups that really messed with me, and it was a situation breakup, you guys, a situationship mm-hmm. breakup. Where yeah. I wasn't breaking up with a guy. I wasn't breaking up with him and his flaws and his smelly farts and his morning. <laughs> I was breaking up with a figment of my imagination. I never mm-hmm. got to that point that I wanted to with him. Therefore, he was a prince in my mind. You understand? Mm-hmm. I had projected all of these things onto him. I was like, this is the guy. Mm-hmm. And I had never done that before completely. So when it kind of fell apart, I lost my mind. And something that really yeah. helped me was just Googling. Like, he blocked me. Is he coming back? Like, well, <laughs> there's like whole communities online, y'all. And mm-hmm. I never knew I would become one of those communities, but I just started Googling, like, he unblocked mm-hmm. me and then messaged me, hi, what does it mean? <laughs> All of this stuff. And I just started reading. Because once you learn the psychology of toxic people, toxic relationships, three things happen. Number one, you start asking yourself, what did I see in this person? Number two, what did this person mm-hmm. teach me about myself and my own unhealed wounds? And number mm-hmm. three, do you know what you want out of future relationships now? Like, you know what you don't want because of this trash dumpster fire <laughs> yeah. of a relationship. So you can, I feel like it sets you up for better situations when you get out of a toxic relationship. And for me, researching helped me because I was like, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. that's why he love bombed me. That's why he was lying his butt off. That's why he would say these really mean things and be super nice. It's all manipulation. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. something that I try to like show on my Twitter is that I have been toxic too. Like I'm not like Mm -hmm. you're toxic. You're you're like, you're evil. It's like, no, like you're acting out of insecurity and fear and your own issues. I am too. And you get Mm -hmm. people like that. And it's, it becomes addictive. It's like, you're going to leave me? No, I love you. I'm staying. Okay, well screw you. And then it's like, come back. And it's like all of these dramatic movies we saw as kids taught us that Mm -hmm. love is tumultuous. I started mm-hmm. reading about that. I think it's BS. Right. Also because like they need to make another season of the TV show and that relationship got boring. Oh, so, now, <laughs> so they have to have like a beautiful breakup and get back together like Chuck and Blair. Like, it's just- <laughs> Healthy relationships are, are boring, you guys. They're so boring. It's like he's mm-hmm. dependable. You come home, you like make dinner together. Where's the excitement? The flavor? People are not on TV. I get it. But researching really helped me. That's why I know these terms is because like mm-hmm. I was able to categorize every single guy I've ever dated. And like you yeah. have bodies, the not- They're less special now. Like, they're like they don't feel so special to you. They're like, oh, guys just do this. Or people, sorry. That's why I liked him because he reminded me of my childhood crush. That's why I liked yeah. him because he made me insecure. That's why I liked him because he, um, you know, he was funny. And I like funny guys because in seventh grade, this guy made me laugh. And I said, oh, I like funny guys. It all goes back to like, how you were brought up. And these people, mm-hmm. especially toxic relationships, they're just reflections of you. These people that you choose mm-hmm. are a reflection of how you feel about yourself. But that's a mm-hmm. whole different topic. <laughs> whole different topic. thing. Yeah. I saw something recently that also, it was similar to what you were just mentioning. Like someone described their relationship as like a whirlwind, like passionate, like a forest fire. Uh-huh. And it's like, a lot of the time that is not good. No. <laughs> like love should be or healthy relationships should be a little boring sometimes. Yeah, easy going, not, like, not yeah. wildfires. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but with that segue, which I just did, we're going to talk oh, about nice. healthy relationships a little <laughs> bit. Help me. Help me. <laughs> We've got a little list from Health Direct. Okay. They're commonly based on respect, trust, open communication, equality, both shared and individual interests, understanding, honesty, and care. And then I think I also added like one thing that's really important for my relationships is whenever you're having like a disagreement, you always take a moment to look at things from their point mm-hmm. of view. So I think that goes to a few of their points, but just like the empathy yeah. basically of just like always thinking like, would this upset me if they did it? And, you know, having that kind of mindset about things because you have another person to think about. Relationships are 50-50. So you mm-hmm. always have to, like, look at what the how the other person is, like, feeling and try and understand. I'm repeating what you said, but it's so important to understand why they're doing the things they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you can remind yourself to do, but you'll still find yourself in situations where you're like, wait, like, I need to take a step back and think about, like, if the roles were reversed, what would I be feeling right now? Um, And I like that they had, like, both shared and individual interests, Mm -hmm. because we've talked about that before, too, and open communication and trust, like, all of it just super important. Mm -hmm. And then um, we also found a list on that same website that are other ways to nurture your relationship. So those include say sorry when you are wrong, be affectionate and show appreciation, make the relationship a priority, develop shared interests, work on feeling good about yourself, try to find solutions that help both of you and make plans for the future. Michaela, I just wanted to say, I think it's so important that you highlighted empathy because remember earlier Mm -hmm. I was saying respect is important. It all boils down to Mm -hmm. can they see how you feel? And it's hard, you guys. I'm not slamming people who find it hard to empathize with their partners because I get it. It's uncomfortable. When you're riled Mm -hmm. up about something or you feel like dismissed or hurt, you go into that kind of like protection mode and it's really Mm -hmm. hard to step outside. It's like a skill to step outside of your Mm -hmm. life and be like, let me just think about how he's perceiving this. It is really, Mm -hmm. really, really tough. And when you are looking for a partner, you need someone who's already done that inner work to where they can Mm -hmm. be empathetic and they Mm -hmm. have the emotional capacity to care about other people. That's a big one. He has to care about Mm -hmm. other people because you are people. How he treats others is how he will treat you. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah, and like if he's terrible to other people and you get into an, a, like a disagreement where he doesn't feel like you're on his side anymore, yes. or like you're inconveniencing him now, or like yes. that's how he's going to end up treating you yes. is the way he treats other people. Exactly. Which is, it goes back to when we were saying like someone's not a prize just because they're only nice to you. Like that's not what you want. <laughs> it's true. And there's like, there's a trope that's like, oh, he's a bad boy. He's only nice mm-hmm. to me. Like, no, sweetie. You're going <laughs> to see that other side of him when you. Yeah. He- get his order wrong at KFC and he's like what the hell you ugly and you're like what (laughs) (laughs) but I'm just (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna come out one way or another you're gonna see his two colors okay that's all I'm saying yeah the second somebody feels threatened and that you're not on their side anymore you're gonna see their true character jump out oh you don't even you're not even on my side just like everybody else and that's like that's a whole other thing the guilt tripping thing you guys i don't even want to talk yeah we need to have another podcast just about red flags we do we need to have you back i totally agree red flag. because i have so many i have like a 200 list bullet point boom boom, boom. <laughs> we honestly we have done a red flag episode but i feel like it can always be expanded yeah, upon no because limit like, on red there's flags. always more yeah and i especially need you on that so i can like hear some more gotcha. <laughs> matt's just gonna start like sending you texts like out of nowhere being like um so just some 
some advice real quick. Um, so I think that that can kind of wrap up that main section for mm-hmm. today. Um, too much a power move. This is the game where we read your confessions and then we decide if we think it's too much or a power move. <laughs> I would compulsively drive past the house of the guy who dropped me for one of my friends. That's normal. What? No. <laughs> I don't like that. We get a lot of these guys, and I need you guys to stop doing this. Stop driving by or Why looking in windows. So many of these? I don't know. It freaks me like, out. Like, I showed up at his place. Yeah. I mean, at least people who do this, like, you can feel better knowing so many yeah. people do, apparently. It just like, freaks me out hearing these stories because I'm like, oh, that's going to happen to me one Someone's probably day. watched you before yeah, that. Yeah, I'm scared. Oh, my God. No, they don't care enough. You want a degree in maturity? Okay. You like it's so normal and like i've never personally done it but i don't have one friend who hasn't done it hasn't driven by their house no okay i haven't done this. i haven't what if they're like looking what if you're someone and you and someone break up and you're like looking in their window from a distance no <laughs> you're up at their window looking in does this change things <laughs> yeah that changes things. <laughs> i mean yeah so i guess just like I mean, if you're worried that there's another car there because of something in the past and you're just doing a little drive-by, I guess I could see why this is a thing. I Here's my... I think I know why I feel the way I did because okay. someone did drive by my house once. That old man, when I was like 16, he drove by. <laughs> so I have a reason for this. I could tell. I, could tell. I was like, there must be a reason he reacted. <laughs> yeah. No so I don't know if my stance on that can change Not because yet. I'm still freaked out about it. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm glad we... I never thought about that till now. That's so funny. We're just... Just making like psychoanalyze yeah. everything that you've ever thought. It's so fun. Okay. Um, I have one that I don't like, but it's just really short, so I'm gonna throw it in. Okay. Pretended to like anime. Ugh, anime's oh. great and so like fine. You don't have to like it, but maybe <laughs> maybe give it a chance. I feel like how do you hate anime? Like you can't you can say you hate a sh- like a certain show. Exactly. But you can't hate all of anime. I agree. Thank you. Thank you. That's all we have to say. Okay, I got one. Uh-huh. I was friends with benefits with this guy in college, and I used to leave a toothbrush at his house, and he told me he started using it because his fell out of his bag in the parking lot. We got into an argument, and I went to return his things and to collect mine, and I threw the toothbrush in the garbage can where he could see it. Too much or power move? First of all, <laughs> I hate the fact that some people shared. I think that is so no, gross. that's so weird. Yeah, I don't like that. I, I mean, like... I guess if you think too hard about it, technically, I don't know. Toothbrushes get dirty. Like a lot of my friends are like, no, that's normal because you wash it off afterwards and it's clean again. I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't share a toothbrush. I wouldn't do it either. No. But I have like a weird thing about spit anyway. Like I wouldn't even want to like share a spoon with somebody. See, that's the weird thing. I love like spit. Like someone, (laughs) (laughs) I won't get into it. Anyways. My mom listens. Don't listen to that, mom. Um, Cool. All right. Let's get into The Bachelorette. The Bachelorette. Oh, my gosh. Okay, listen. You guys tell me your crushes before I go. Okay. I have a crush on Ben and Ed. I can't have feelings for people I don't know, so I don't have a crush on anybody. But um, I... I think my fa- like who I want her to end up with is maybe either was it Brendan or Ivan? Yeah, maybe that's what you said. That's earlier. what's yeah. on the top of my head is what I'm thinking of. But I don't know. I need some more time with them. What about you? Ivan's sweet. Ivan seems gen- genuine. Like he has mm-hmm. a feeling in his eye when he looks at her. And I love when they yeah. like, like a biracial love story. Like ABC was like, yes, this is good stuff. <laughs> this is so it. Magical and. Y'all, don't judge me, but I do find Noah to be very cute. And I hate facial hair. No offense, Matt. But I did like his mustache. 
Thank you. Thank you. This is exactly how Matt I don't like Noah anymore ever since he shaved. I can't. I'm not. He was like annoying to me, but the mustache made up for it. But now that he has no mustache, I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, you got to go. There are like some miserable girls out there because they dated Bennett. (laughs) Like there are some like. Bennett sucks. I hate Bennett. There are some like. Yeah. I cannot stand him. He just seems so arrogant to me. I don't. But I. Okay. Before we like end this, I want to say I really appreciate this season, how I feel like they're bringing up topics that a lot of the other seasons didn't talk about like they mm-hmm. last season or last week they talked about the police brutality and then this week or Ivan talked about that this week Zach talked about his addiction and Ben talked about his eating disorders mm-hmm. and especially for me as a man I feel like that's not talked about I mean it's not talked about enough near yeah. or nearly enough like for anybody but especially for males yeah. I feel like um and males make up like 15 percent of like the eating disorders out there so I think it was a super special moment for the viewers to see. Yeah, that was really nice. And like going back in my head, I don't remember like they I think they they usually try to do the tragic backstory thing with mm-hmm. people, but some like the way that they're going about it this season, it seems it more just real. feels more genuine. Yeah. And, like, those are the kind of the things that you need to see sometimes to be like, okay, the relationship makes sense. Yeah. And a lot of the time, like they don't they want to show the drama yeah. or like the funny stuff. Mm-hmm. So like it's nice seeing that because I'm like, okay, now like I get it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I just think these are like very special stories and I, I'm appreciating that they're I sharing agree. them. We got a dynamic group of men and I actually did mm-hmm. like Bennett just because I really like when a guy can just like bust out laughing and not even care who's looking. And I saw one episode where Bennett like <laughs> burst out laughing and I was like, that's so awesome. I love guys who just like laugh boisterously. And then mm-hmm. he started like being really harsh on Noah and talking crap. And he just strikes me as the type of uh, boyfriend to like psychoanalyze you. Like big condescending. Well, yes, yeah. he did give him that gift, which was all psycho psychoanalysis. It shit. was a psycho. Exactly. Imagine that in a fight. She's. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it would break me. <laughs> You're like Bennett. Why are you liking girls? And he's like insecurity. You're in the dictionary. <laughs> yes, no, shit. It's insecurity. I n s e c. Like, can you imagine? Yeah. But then he wouldn't spell it right, and no, that's and that's what wrong. Bennett yeah. is. <laughs> insult to injury like it's just we're done (laughs) no that's why i'm saying like there'd be really confused girls out there because they were like talked down to by someone who was like incorrectly giving them facts and like have you ever like been in a text fight with a guy who doesn't know the difference between your and your he's like you're stupid yes and it's like my stupid what babe what are you talking about I don't know. Those are my favorite types of guys, though, because, like, they can't hurt my feelings. They don't uh, know what they're saying. You're like, are you trying that's, to bring stuff to me? Learn how to spell. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. Matt's like, that's why I go for that kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly why. Don't give away my secrets. <laughs> well, everybody, I had a wonderful time today. Um, Halima, you are an amazing guest. Thank you so much for your time yes, and your thank insight. You. Yes, thank we, you, thank you, thank you. We should pay you for therapy. <laughs> yeah, we honestly like, should. <laughs> we should. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you guys for coming. Um, we... Love you all. Send us emails. Mm-hmm. Uh, find Halima on Twitter and Instagram on I'm Dat Feminist. It's spelled I M D A T F E M I N I S T. Good, nice. I was like, I know how to spell it, but I was like, I just made fun of someone else for spelling something wrong. It's gonna happen in the next two and if you guys want to follow us, um, our name on Twitter and Instagram is SheRatesDogsPod. Individual handles are in the bios. Um, feel free to email us at SheRatesDogsPod at gmail.com or call us at 929-274-3261. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.